1: Good
2: afternoon and welcome into this Tuesday, November 11th edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Brought to you in part by the Brown Funeral Home and Cremations, Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home that has probably served our area since 1880. Spencer Twinick, Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin have with us here as we uh, get into second day of this week. Um... Yesterday we had on the show uh, the assistant director of scouting for the Hula Bowl, Jimmy Williams, got to talk a lot about that and uh, you know gave a lot of words about the potential draft stock of Tyson Bajant yesterday.
3: Yeah, he did. It was a lot of fun to talk to him about that, about, as you already mentioned, the Hula Bowl, since Joey Fisher was the first ever Shepard Ram to be invited to that bowl. So got to hear some great stuff and hopefully uh, hear – in the near future maybe we get another Shepherd guy that gets invited or in the years to come with the notoriety that they have that somebody gets invited.
0: Yeah, I don't know if anybody else would get invited this year because Tyson's probably going to get a bigger bowl game than the Hula Bowl, but we'll have to wait and see, and that's kind of what Jimmy was telling us yesterday. But um, I do think Shepherd is building a program where they're starting to get that attention from those major bowl games or all-star games uh, for their players, which is good to see. And I think the Rams will continue to uh, have opportunities for those guys to play in those all-star games in the future. So um, I think that's really the big positive that I took away in in some ways from that uh, interview we had yesterday. And also just that while Joey Fisher may not be selected in the NFL draft, he definitely will get an opportunity, I think, to play at the next level. And Tyson Bajant is going to probably have a great chance to be one of the few Division II players that get drafted. Um, so that will be cool to see. Hopefully that does happen. Uh, th- there's a long process for that to still get there, but uh, Tyson, as of right now, would probably be picked. So that's that's good. That's good. cool to see, and that's good, I think, for Shepard as they continue to build a, what they hope will one day be a national championship program there
2: yeah I would tend to agree with that as well. It'll be huge to see what happens with tyson Bajan. and uh obviously, as the weeks go by, his draft stock seems to just be getting higher and higher um with the more scouts that come out
3: yeah, yeah. I haven't heard of any uh this past week
2: but well that wasn't last week where the commanders came out, yeah along with two other teams so uh but you would expect a uh all star bowl invite.
3: Yeah, hopefully the Rec Senior Bowl.
2: Hoping, hoping, hoping. Don't get your hopes up though. Why not? Because you never know what'll happen. Maybe it's one. I mean, it depends on. I think it also depends on what they, what the Division One guys do. Honestly, yeah. I think that because as as good as he is, I don't necessarily think that going to that is just up to the people at the bowl. I think that the Division One guys, because they're Division One, are sadly going to get the opportunity. To get the invite before him, I think that's fair. Just because of the way that Division One, Division Two works, sadly.
3: By the way, for the record, we'll I'm see. not saying it's fair that they get the opportunity because they're D1. It's I think f- it's fair for you to think that. Is yes, what I was saying.
2: that's what I'm saying. I, th- I think that as much as we want that, based on my words, as much as we want that, I just don't want to get anybody's hopes up that that's where it's going to go because it's not fair. The necessarily the way that the system works per se. I think that. That could be the
0: case, but also I think too the senior bowl tends to get guys that are from smaller schools occasionally because those are some of the guys that you want to see there to evaluate them further. And a lot of division one guys may not even choose to play in the senior bowl because that's true. It doesn't do much for their draft stock. It just kinda of depends on the player. And plus you gotta remember it's only the seniors too. So, all the junior quarterbacks and stuff that could potentially go pro this year that are Division I uh, would probably, or wouldn't be able to participate in that game. So, that opens up opportunities. I think almost all the college All-Star games are just for the seniors, if not all of them are. Yeah. So, you know, that takes away a whole bunch of players that would be able to- I think it's still a realistic possibility for Tyson to get that, but... Even if he doesn't end up at the Senior Bowl, he could end up at the NFLPA Bowl. He could end up at the East-West Shrine Game. I mean, there's still a ton of options. There's great out options there. for him, or he could end up at the Hula Bowl, for all we know. I mean, but whatever he decides or, and whatever invite he does get uh, will be a great opportunity for him to potentially play at the next level. So, you know, we'll keep an eye on that. But right now, he's worried about the Millersville Bowl which is how you beat the Marauders this week and take care of one game at a time before you start focusing on what, as your main focus, what college all-star game you're playing in.
2: Yeah, and I think that goes to show kind of how he was talking last night on uh, Monday Night Ma'am about how locked in they were for last week's game.
0: Yeah, I mean, obviously they were locked in. You know, they, nothing really went wrong for Shepard in that game in terms of the numbers and, and how they were able to win and got a lot of good opportunities for a lot of younger players as well, so uh, that shows that Shepard took that opponent very seriously in Lockhaven, who is an easy team to overlook because they just haven't been a a very good team, and they're a young team, and they just haven't, they can't compete with Shepard talent-wise, but I think it was a good, I liked what he said about you know they pretty much knew they were going to win, right? Yeah. Like There's no way they're going to probably walk away from that game of a loss, but do you feel good about the win, or do you feel like you didn't do as well as you could have? And he said that they felt good about it, so I think that was a a good quote, and I think a good way of looking at that matchup. It's similar this week, but it's not to the extent. I think Millersville provides a bigger challenge than Lockhaven will, uh, and this is a Millersville team that seems to be getting better. They just got a win over East Strasburg, so... Uh, they have some talent there, and it should be an interesting matchup. I think on Saturday.
2: Yeah, uh, checking the Facebook comments, Ar Emert says, "Good afternoon, fellas. I enjoyed Tyson's comments about the state of Martinsburg football last night on Monday Night Mayhem. It puts in puts puts things into perspective and reflects on the difficulty of scheduling high quality opposition when a premium is put solely on wins versus losses." Coach Sherman ain't ducking nobody. And next year we open at Highland Springs, followed by Stonebridge, according to AR Emmert.
3: Yeah, we haven't got a uh, official schedule yet, but those are two huge schools for some serious competition for Martinsburg, if that's true.
2: Yeah, I don't know if they're home or away at Stonebridge or not, but the uh, Stonebridge very good program. Grew up watching them, being from you know the Northern Virginia area, so definitely have the knowledge of of Stonebridge being a very good team. Uh, but let's turn our attention now to volleyball that we'll have on TV10 tonight. Uh, Hedgesville at Martinsburg. Hedgesville, the second team in the EPAC, really could be a top three team in the state.
3: Yes, they could. They should volleyball. be able to handle their business tonight. It'll be interesting. They're still a very young team, and we've seen in the recent games that we've been to for Martinsburg, some struggles for them but I think that it still should be competitive tonight but just the way that things have been going all season long I think on paper Hedgesville has the better team and that tonight it should be a winnable matchup for them
0: yeah I think it's uh been kind of a weird season for Martinsburg because it got off to a really good start and then I haven't played as well recently and I think uh I guess they've they've had some flashes of the talent and potential that they have in their program, but haven't put it together on a consistent level yet on the volleyball court. So we'll see uh, what they're able to do tonight against Hedgesville. But like Colin said, uh, at least heading into the match, you, you give the edge to the Eagles and you would expect them to win.
2: Yeah, and coming off of now two straight wins, they got the sweep at St. James last night in Hagerstown. Uh, So they've now won three out of their last four games, four matches.
3: Yeah, but the one that we saw against Spring Mills being the most recent match, even though they got the win, it didn't seem like it was a performance that be satisfied with, maybe, in my opinion. Yeah, you got the win, so you're happy with that, but you could have played better and had a more wholesome performance instead of, at times, really let things slip. I, I think that for either side in that matchup it was there for them to really take control of and neither team ever did that
2: yeah I think that that's a good good way to put it uh with that but again tonight TV10 uh, will have Martinsburg Volleyball hosting Hedgesville that'll be a five forty five pregame 6 p.m. for JV actions and then after 7 p.m. for varsity action uh Nick any scores in soccer
0: uh, girls soccer last night was in action. I think most of the games are tonight, though. But, uh, 4 nothing win, uh, over Spring Mills for Hedgesville girls last night. So, good to see that, um, as those seasons are coming to a close. Of course, we'll have soccer on Thursday. Boys side, um, Martinsburg playing host to Musselman should be a fun game. I know Musselman won earlier this year, 6-1, to but... It's a good rivalry there, and really the EPAC soccer-wise uh, is kind of a logjam behind Spring Mills. I mean, there's a there's a little bit of a difference there between Musselman and Martinsburg, but it's rec, overall record-wise it's pretty close. So I think we could get a good game on Thursday night and it should be fun to get some soccer on TV10 as we try to provide as much coverage as we can to as many different sports as we can.
2: Yeah, and uh, soccer regular season. Getting ready to come to an end. Is it this week? Yes. Yeah. It looks like the game for Martinsburg, they have one tonight at Hedgesville. Then they'll be hosting Muscleman, which I'll have for you on TV10 on Thursday. And then they're at Goretti on Saturday. Uh, That'll run the regular season over with there. And uh, soccer playoffs coming up next.
3: Yep. Looking forward to Thursday's match.
2: All right, that'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Hagerstown Ford. Revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle online. They'll deliver it to you. If you don't like it, they'll take it back. Go to HagerstownFord.com. For more on their side of this break, we'll talk college football. Uh, Shepard rankings come out for them. Uh, same old, same old, I guess you'd say. Uh, plus... WVU getting ready for Baylor on Thursday, and Marshall playing a Wednesday night game. So, both Division I teams in the state play this week during the week on primetime. We'll talk about that next when we come back after this two minute breaker. Tune in the sports mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV10. Back in two minutes. We'll
1: blow away with this new song.
2: Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio, WRNR, and TV 10. Spencer, Nick, and Colin hanging out with you as always. We'll get into uh, some Shepherd news here. And uh, we got to uh, get a little taste of something coming out this uh, Friday, making its debut. Uh, we'll just tease it all week long. Um, the new Shepherd Rams athletic logo. Uh, we got it in advance to using our broadcast on Saturday. Uh, it looks really sharp.
3: It does. I like the uh, look. It's definitely grown on me. It's a new, modern-type deal, and I think that uh, they did a great job creating it, and I think it'll be a good one for the teams.
2: I hope that in a couple of years, maybe, they can get on the side of that football helmet. That'd be cool.
3: I was open side of the jersey. I, I like the classic Rams helmet with the just horns. Yeah, I that's that always what I've liked when it teams the Rams. You gotta, I feel like, just have the horns on the side. For
0: sure. As a former Ram, <laughs> uh, we went through some different helmet looks, and, and my favorite was always when we had the horns. You know, mm-hmm. at one point we had like the Michigan style because our coach was a Michigan fan. I was <laughs> like, this just looks dumb. That's a
3: Wolverine. Yeah. It's not a Ram. Well,
0: it's not even a Wolverine. It's just yellow. Nah. stripes it's a very. <laughs> but it was like this is dumb and then we had i think at one point we might have had just like the words rams on the side which is all right but i i agree with colin i think you gotta give with the horns but the logo is nice not so much for football i don't think you use it too much i mean like colin said maybe on the side of the jersey would be cool in a few years but uh or even on the front potentially like small enough But uh, you know, like basketball and other sports, you can really use that new logo to pop in the. It it looks
3: really cool. I I can't wait to see it on some merchandise. Imagine some like a nice dry fit Under Armour shirt with just that logo on it. Yeah, I think pretty solid.
0: That could definitely do some good things for the logo. I don't know. Yeah, (laughs) the real question
2: is: is are they going away with just the ramps, like? So I don't do they use I that's more I of the don't really know script logo, at dude. midfield?
3: Is that the
0: one that no, you talking,
2: talking about? I'm talking about is that their logo? Like their main what? logo is the SU currently.
0: Okay.
2: Yeah, Because that's, that's what always confused logo. me was what was their logo because I really like the RAM script writing. Yeah. Which is could be considered partially a logo. It's a logo. But I don't I, I'm I'm definitely but then I think that the logo they use, they use the side of the RAM head. Right? I mean, they have a lot of different ones that they've. I was used. about to say,
3: there's three. There's the script with the word Rams. Yeah. There's the SU, and then there's that one that you just mentioned, the side, and then the new one that's coming out is in replace of that side ram head.
2: That's what I was thinking. And
3: this is. A can't different give away too much. Ram head. We well, can't well, they give away revealed that it's a ram head. Did they? I, mean, I, I, think that, I think that's pretty obvious. I think they said that when they first came they're out not a few weeks ago.
0: Like a, well,
2: I hope so, because I hope we're not leaking any information we should be. Let's know. talk... It's uh, pretty obvious, though. I mean, yeah, Shepard
0: Rams, I don't think they're going to put a cat as their logo. All
2: right, the uh, football polls come out yesterday. Same old, same old, Nick. Yeah, uh, I mean, Shepherd's still in the same spot, but... I think everybody's really in the same spots.
0: Yeah, it's hard to have much movement when these teams don't lose, so... Not a whole lot. To well, one team's
2: going to lose this week in the top five. Yeah,
0: there's a good top five matchup there. So,
2: uh,
0: you know, Shepard gets put in the same position. Like we've said them multiple times, the rankings won't really mean much, but they are nice to kind of talk about it and see where, how people view your team at this point in the season. Um uh, once we get closer to the playoffs, they'll have those regional rankings that we can kind of talk about a little bit more.
2: I feel like that's going to be coming in the next couple weeks, right? It could be. I can't remember exactly. Because the playoffs are – it's a month away from the conference championship, so we're five weeks out from the start of the playoffs.
0: Yeah, we're getting there. So it's an exciting time for college and high school football uh, at this point in the season. So a lot of going on and a lot of movement in terms of you can start kind of figuring out where you're going to be come playoff time but still a lot of games left to be played uh for Shepard to talk about whether if they're even going to make the playoffs for all we know at this point I mean you you think they will and they should but anything could happen so the Rams are focused on that kind of one week at a time mentality and uh they're right, in, but they are, are currently in the position you expect and where you'd want them to be at this point in the season and kind of gotten through the toughest part of the schedule so far, but there's still some teams to look out for. And, of course, the conference championship, if Shepard reaches that, will be a tough opponent. So we'll have to wait and see.
2: Definitely will be, but the next task in front of them is Millersville for homecoming. That's a 12 p.m. kickoff on Saturday at Rams Stadium. If you can't get out there, tune in on tv 10 TV on YouTube. 1130 pregame, Uh, Nick and Travis will be back with our broadcast this week. Uh, Nick and I are going out to practice tomorrow to get some interviews. Um, Nick, I don't know if you have an idea of somebody that you want to interview, but I think I have somebody that we definitely should interview. He definitely, he got the invite to the whole bowl last week. I think you got to interview him.
0: I think I got to talk to Joey Fisher again.
2: Yeah, I think you have to. I mean, that's big news, especially yeah. for a week where they were gonna win the game. Just potentially how they, how We did you
0: know, already like, kind of ask Joey though when I did speak with him about his NFL aspirations. So we'll see on yeah. Joey Fisher. I might go Alfonso Foray since he
2: that's a good one too. Two touchdowns.
0: He's a Lackalonic transfer, so that could be an interesting one. But uh, we'll see. Cause since I. I just don't know. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, defensively, hours to I'm thinking about a few different guys. Probably somebody in the secondary again would be, I think Harrison, I could, maybe,
2: maybe he had a touchdown or interception return for a yeah.
0: touchdown. I wanted to talk to Keyshawn Haley a couple weeks ago, so potentially him, but we'll have to wait and see.
2: Yeah, and uh, we'll have to wait and see about something else potentially coming up next week. We don't know yet, um, but uh, let's move on. Transition to West Virginia football. They play Thursday night. Good. <laughs> uh, they play Thursday night. West Virginia does at or host hosting Baylor first Thursday night game in a while at in, at a at, uh, Puskar Stadium, right?
3: Yeah, it's the first uh, night game for Morgantown, but weirdly enough, the third Thursday night game of the season for West Virginia. Hopefully, it's a winnable one. Um, I don't know if Donald. I don't think donaldson is playing correct we were told He's that
2: on the, uh, the last chart.
3: week so that'll hurt but uh still got mathis you still got ford wheaton in the wide receiver core you just got to be able to make sure that the running attack can do enough to allow you to really spread the ball out
2: yeah sorry you sorry just, i
3: know i i, I ruined something you really for
2: you. uh ruined everything it for was partially me, your
3: and... fault just letting you know because you had that up on your screen, but we'll move on.
2: <laughs> All right. Yeah, but 7 p.m. It'll be a four p.m. broadcast from the Mountain Air Sports Network on Thursday tonight. Because of the Thursday game, do you know what that means? Yes. It's the Neil Brown Coaches Show live from six to eight PM.
3: Yay. Fake enthusiasm.
2: I'm trying. To, to give I, I West Virginia of. some love this week, no, and you're not I, letting me.
3: No, I, I was. I was
2: just. You're Collins really not a Texas fan. No,
0: I'm not. A we yeah, saw it on Friday. you had that burnt
2: orange two Fridays ago. Two, Wyoming, of Texas,
3: yeah. man, they killed Oklahoma. They did. I'm making well, a prediction. He, Baylor's right? favored right? You, you by three early stuff? on. You want some West Virginia stuff? Yeah. This is the first season WVU beats Oklahoma in the conference. Finally. All There's right, well, can we
2: talk about this game? Because the spread is set at uh, Baylor favored by three. The over-under right. at 54.5. Baylor was ranked, a what,
3: a few weeks ago? They were a top-ten team, right? Yeah, preseason-wise, they were hyped up
0: and obviously haven't lived up to lived up to that hype. It's going to be tough for WVU going on the road there. Or I'm sorry, they're playing home, right? You yes. Can, yes. So never mind. We just said that. Yeah. I was thinking they were. Going They're
2: at right, Texas Tech next. Week. That, that start is. time got announced yesterday anyway, during a show. at call Texas. Yep, three to p.m.
0: Time. Baylor's a tough team. It's a long trip there for the Bears, but I don't know. It kind of could go either way. I would lean toward Baylor if I was going to make a pick, but I could see WVU making it close and having a much better performance than they did against Texas. But I don't know. We'll see. Baylor's kind of going. Yeah, if their
3: you really direction. look at the numbers on paper, it's a pretty even matchup I mean West Virginia's averaging 38.2 points per game Baylor's averaging 37.4 allowed wise though WVU's allowed way more at 29.6 Baylor's wise. only done
2: 20.6 I don't know so we'll have to see how this game goes scoring wise we will all right Marshall playing tomorrow night on the national stage against Louisiana, Louisiana kicked their butts in the uh, bowl game. Nick,
0: yeah, that was a rough game for the herd last year. So,
3: will history repeat itself?
0: I don't. I don't have too high of expectations for Marshall anymore, just because. Believe
3: they're favored, though, right? I don't know why.
2: Because <laughs> Louisiana having a down year, are they? Yeah. Well, Marshall herd, is guess. favored by ten and a half according to points bets. Points bet, excuse me, that's crazy. It's a lot. It's also Are they a home the road game. Too?
3: No, it's oh, a home. Marshall's at home. Okay, so I mean, you get one blackout. And a
2: half that. Debuting their alternate helmet. Finally, Marshall getting an alternate helmet. It's going to be all black. They're wearing cool. tomorrow. The only downside is all. I, I still don't know how I feel about this. I did get uh, it explained to me in a better way than I initially thought. But it's going to be a blackout game, which is weird to say on. October 11th, usually a month from now, they do a blackout game to honor the 75. But,
3: but this one's the primetime game.
2: But they're doing it differently. So the blackout, I got explained to me uh, by it's my friend who works game. in the, well, They're their primetime game, but also the 75 game, they only started doing blackout when Doc Holliday took over.
3: Okay. So are they doing it again for that?
2: No. They're
3: just doing it for this one?
2: I don't know what they're wearing. I don't know. They should wear that. young
3: Thundering Herd uniforms.
2: That might be. That'd be cool. That might be. That might be something. You just leak something.
3: We were saying in this segment, we weren't doing that. I'm not leaking anything. I'm just making a
0: prediction. That's what I would do if I was in charge of Marshall University athletic
3: uniform coverage.
2: Yeah, uh, I mean, I can't say too much. Are they Nike? They are they Nike. Are.
3: All right. Hopefully, Nike's listening.
2: I don't know. I, I mean, I can't. I know some stuff, but I can't say anything. Hopefully, Chuck Huff is listening. And by yeah.
0: Chuck, I mean Charles. <laughs> I just call him Chuck because...
2: All right, but it's going to be an interesting crazy. game. The the Raysian Cajuns come into town. Uh, Louisiana Lafayette, is are officially called. Uh, Will Marshall be able to get things going through the air with... Uh, what's his face? Cam Fancher? No. You don't even Henry know... Columbia? Is he Henry
0: started? Columbia? Henry Columbia. Is he healthy? I don't know. I thought you knew things. I don't
3: know Inside? What kind of Marshall fan are you guys? You guys make fun of me. Calling me a Texas fan and you don't even know your team's quarterback. Well, I do. because Enough they, this. I you have do. two quarterbacks. Court- hey, look look, you. look, 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 look.
2: Nope, I'm not. If you have two quarterbacks, anymore. if you have two quarterbacks, you have none. That's my take on this. I think they should just start Cole Pennington. Do it. Why not? You know, why not? He's so, got four. Go for it. They should just do it the last four games because what? They're not going anywhere.
3: Yeah, if he's redshirting, then he can do four games. So,
2: well, they've got.
3: Unless you want to say they save already him for played the him game. one game.
2: Yeah, he's oh, got three more games. I don't know. But next week's game, Marshall's next week's game should be interesting. If they get a win tomorrow night, it'll be a very interesting game down just a away from here in uh, Harrisonburg, Virginia. Next Saturday as uh, JM, JMU ranked for the first time as an FBS school in their first season.
3: I wonder why. <laughs> I, I didn't uh, realize that at first you were going to say in the, the first season. The thing
2: is, I'm mad about this. Why? So... What are you Marshall, mad about? I'm mad... I don't know. I, that, why this game's on ESPN+. Plus? The Marshall-JMU Tomorrow GMU or the Marshall-JMU game? The Marshall-JMU game.
3: Because
2: it's
0: Marshall-JMU. Yeah, but JMU's a top 25 team. They weren't at the time of the
3: TV schedule.
2: They announced it yesterday.
3: We know. also showed you how many other pretty solid top 25 matchups there might be next week. Because you true. were saying that if Marshall wins, game day should go to JMU.
2: And I'm like, eh... Hold off on that thought. The only reason I say that is because uh, Game Day went to JMU when at JMU was FCS twice. I know. And the associate or the, I believe, executive producer of Game Day, Lee Fitting, is a graduate of JMU. So.
3: Well, if Bama like wins game this day. week, I think they go to Bama. I have beef of College Game Day.
0: Why? Because they didn't come to Marshall for the 50th anniversary of That's the plane crash. But they said that they love to tell the stories of college football.
2: But they were at the Masters, right?
0: But all they care. Yeah, they're at the damn Masters. I mean,
2: it's the
3: Masters.
0: Has nothing to do with college football. That's fair. That's like Monday Night Countdown being at the NBA Finals. All right, all right there. We've gotten, all right there.
2: <laughs> we've gotten way off topic this segment. This segment is sponsored by Orsini's Home Store, not just an appliance store any longer. Captain's Designer Betting Outdoor Living and his family and family owned and operated, located at 360 Hack Wilson Way in Martinsburg. You can go to Orsini's.com for more. On the other side of this break, uh we will discuss Monday night football last night. Uh Devontae Adams, should he be suspended? We'll talk about that when we get back on today's edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10 back in two minutes.
1: Now, back to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10.
2: Welcome back to this edition of The Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV10. Spencer Nick and Colin hanging out with you today. Uh Blink 182. They are Did I do it again, Nick? You did. Ah, welcome back to this edition of The Sports Mix. Blink 182, Nick. Colin. What about them? Yeah. They're reuniting for a tour. Are you going? I don't know. I just saw it earlier. But we cool. play all the small things by Blink One Eighty Two. We do.
3: You play that every single show?
2: Not every show. A Couple should. times a week. It's a really good song.
3: It is. It's
2: almost say sports it ain't mix so. anthem. Say it ain't so.
3: Could we make it a sports mix anthem? Yeah.
2: Say it ain't so. All right, let's talk about Monday Night Football. I'm last not night going it started until out says yes. Hey, Monday Night Football last night started out with fourteen straight points for the Raiders.
3: Yeah, it was seventeen.
2: A seventeen. You're right. Pretty
3: great start for them, and I was almost partially thinking that my late prediction of that match was going to come true. I, at first, I said it was a for sure thing that Kansas City was going to win, which they did, thirty to twenty nine. But on Monday Night Mayhem, I also mentioned you got the Bills next week. Vegas is one in three at the time you partially overlook them by accident. And the way that game started, it almost seemed like they did.
0: Yeah, I don't know if that was the case. I think the Raiders are just a better team than people maybe think they are. I know they didn't win the game and ended up falling apart there, but, I mean, they have some talent on that roster. It's just they haven't been able to put it together completely. Offensively, you have Derek Carr, who's still top 10 to 15 quarterback in the league. Um, you know Josh Jacobs is a really good running back that gets underrated a little bit. You had the best receiver in football, in Devontae Adams. Uh I know Darren Waller went down with an injury last night, but when healthy he's a top 5 tight end. So there's a lot of weapons there. Hunter Renfro is a solid guy in the slot. Uh stuff like that. So they have the ability to be a good team. It's just they haven't figured it out for whatever reason. Um so for them to get out to 17 nothing lead, while I was surprised, I wasn't surprised that the Raiders kept it close throughout that game with Kansas City because those are two offenses that on paper should be able to play a pretty competitive football game. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, there were some mistakes there toward the end by the Raiders. I thought going for two was kind of a dumb move because I do could have tied
3: the game. and They were still way too much time. It made no yeah, sense to go for two there.
0: I didn't really get it even – if there wasn't that much time, I mean, you tie the game, you can play forever time, or you can tie now, the I game. I get it if
3: there's defense. like 10 seconds left being on the road. You put in your best play and you go for it.
0: Hmm. I don't know. I think you can. But play with time. four minutes left.
2: Oh, we've got a developing story. Okay. We're going to talk about this next, but I just got a notification via ESPN developing story. Man who was shoved by Devontae Adams after Monday Night Football game filed a report to the Kansas City Police who say they will investigate. I mean,
0: there's not there's, really much to investigate. Yeah. I mean, the guy shoved them.
2: It's on camera. He shoved and him.
3: He apologized. He'll get fined. It'll move on. And he should get Stay within the NFL.
0: But... It is what it is because if the cameraman goes up and shoves Devontae Adams to the ground, you know, he's going to lose his job and be banned from the NFL. So I don't understand how a media member can't be created equal as a player in terms of the fact that, you know, they should be protected in the same way. So I think that's just kind of how the world is, but it it just doesn't seem fair to me because Adams is going to get away with pretty much nothing, I think, here. And I just don't think that's right. I mean, Slap he lost on the a football wrist, game. He lost the football game. You get off the field. This guy had nothing to do if you losing the game. He didn't say anything to you. He was just walking in front of you and you decided to shove him. Like, just think about how crazy that sounds. A grown man lost a football game and decided to push somebody to the ground because he lost a football game.
2: <laughs> yeah. The way you say that, it kind of yeah. puts it's that It's a fair point, but my
3: response is <laughs> life isn't fair that's why i mean i know that i'm just saying (laughs) like that that's just the reason why this is going to end up being that way in my opinion is because life isn't fair he's going to get the slap on the wrist a fine it's going to stay within the nfl and move on there's going to be no real charges unless the guy was seriously hurt
0: well he wasn't but i mean i would certainly pretend like i was if i was that guy
3: well then that's a whole different story that he could get in trouble for (laughs) for lying about that
0: i mean
2: he was assaulted yeah, that assault, assault with the deadly weapon. of a, <laughs> No. <laughs> assault with the deadly weapon. A wide receiver in the NFL you guys has are going got back deadly down. hands.
3: You guys are going back down a rabbit hole.
2: <laughs> All right. Uh, talk more about this game. Maybe not necessarily more about this game. I mean, it was a winnable game for the Raiders at the end of the ballgame. Yeah. 30-29, the final score. What's up with the Chiefs?
3: It's the just the Chiefs fact that team. whenever they want the offense to click, they can do it.
0: And like I said, I think the Raiders are a good team. They have talent. It's just they their record isn't very good, but they've played some tough teams. I think overall, like, you shouldn't be that surprised that the Raiders
3: kept it close. I, don't I think, think the Raiders should have ran the ball more. I mean, they ran it a yeah. lot.
2: <laughs> they they should have ran it more. Yeah. Josh Jacobs had 21 carries for 154 yards.
3: Yeah, the dude's averaging seven yards a pop. Feed him. He was unstoppable. That defensive line had no answers for him.
2: Hey, what was the over-under for uh, Patty Mahomes, passing yards-wise?
3: Uh, 277.5, I believe.
2: Well, He went over and the under for Derek Carr.
3: What was Carr at? Uh, he
2: was at 241, which yep. I think was... Was it 247? He was 272. 272, yeah. I don't know. I just was looking at the stats real fast. Uh, can we talk about roughing the passer? Sure. We'll What's up t- with that? Two days in a row, there's been two questionable flags.
3: I don't uh, know if it's questionable. I think Brady everybody flag? except for the officials yeah. agree that there should have been no flags. And now I mean, the NFL's talking about it, but nothing's going to get done this season.
0: I don't think they're going to change it because it's just simply that... you
3: got to make it reviewable, at least.
0: How can... I mean, why did you throw the... Like, how are they going to review it, really? Because they threw the flag because they didn't like that the quarterback got hit, essentially is what it
3: is. And you can review that. Because those two plays were not roughing the passer in any way, shape, or form.
0: I mean, they just need to make a two-hand touch on the quarterback because that's what essentially it has become.
3: It seems like it, which is frustrating because it's football. It is, You sign up to play tackle football, you should know that you're getting tackled.
0: Yeah. But, I mean, I get that they want to protect the quarterbacks, but there's just – some things that aren't even that
3: bad of hits, and that's why you make it reviewable at least.
0: I don't know if that would change it. I don't. I don't know. I just don't think we need more things to slow the game down. Facts, but also, like, would they really change it? Because I mean, the ref is right in front of the play, so it's like, what do you need to really review there? You should just be able to see with your eyes that mm-hmm. tackling you know, a quarterback isn't a roughing the passer.
2: It's ridiculous. It is kind of ridiculous. You. Uh, Commanders play the Bears on Thursday night. Uh, Tom Brady him a 50
0: before the game. That's what deceived him. F-
2: F- hundo. It would be a hundo.
0: No. Nah, just a 50.
2: Um, here's what Ron Rivera 50K. said about yesterday. Uh, why the teams in the division are so good and they aren't. Why do you think the teams in the division are farther ahead at this point? Quarterback. Chose the quarterback here, though. So, do you have any... Regrets about that, or how do you? No, I got no regrets about their quarterback. I think our quarterback has done some good things. There's been a couple games that he struggled. Why do you think? So, what do we think about those comments?
0: Such a funny question. Like, why is your team suck? (laughs) Basically, without saying your team sucks. (laughs) I I think that's. I don't know. That's interesting that he just immediately went out and blamed Carson Wentz essentially for why they're losing. I mean. To me, that's not probably the best way to answer that question, but I don't know. I I think it's interesting, but he did kind of defend him then when he had the follow-up question. So, to me, it's not just on Carson Wentz. It's on a whole lot of factors. The offensive line has played poor for Washington. The defense has struggled. Ron Rivera has not done a great job, I think, as a head coach. So, there's a lot of people, I think, to blame there. Um, It's interesting that that's how he answered the question. But they're one in four football team. I, I definitely don't think Carson Wentz was the right move, but then he defends the the move there. So I don't I don't know. It's all a team that is struggling. They're probably going to continue to struggle, and uh, not the best. I think look for the head coach to go out and say that because now he's showing a lack of confidence. I think in the quarterback, even though that may be not what he meant completely. Just answering that question that way comes off as to a lot of people as that he's blaming Carson Wentz for their losses, which I don't know if that's the best strategy to go with.
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah, it seems like it makes no sense, especially because of the fact that I saw this stat, and I'll reiterate it. I'm pretty sure Daniel Jones hasn't thrown a touchdown pass in the past three games, and Cooper Rush didn't throw a touchdown pass. And only had 10 completions out of 16 attempts this past week. Yeah. Yeah, they're winning, but it's not because of the quarterback. It's because of the defense for both those teams. The Giants' yeah. defense has really stepped up, and Dallas's defense is one of the best. I said it yesterday, and I'll say it again today. It is Dallas and the 49ers. Those are the only two NFL teams that have allowed under 20 points per game. That's why those teams are winning.
2: Yeah, Um, so Robert Griffin III is on his day. It makes a weekly appearance on the Sports Junkies in D.C. to talk about the commanders. He was asked about this subject on today's this morning's show. He said, "Believable that he did that. That's just not what good coaches do. When they ask you that question, the answer is coaching, right? You take responsibility for that as a coach. It's your job to take responsibility for your players' failures. It's not to take responsibility for their success. That's just the mark of good coaching. The fact that he did that didn't just drive the bus over him. Then he did he doubled down on it, backed the bus back over him, and then came out and said, well, I didn't mean it that way. The Well, well it sounded that way, end quote.
0: So, yeah, I think that's a good way to lose the locker room. So uh, it could be the beginning of the end here for Ron Rivera in Washington.
2: It could be. Uh, but, uh, and we'll, I wouldn't be surprised. He has a horrible
3: record. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Matt Rule got fired yesterday. Rivera only has four more wins than Rule.
2: And he was the in the same and just in general, trying, as like, a
0: head coach, I don't think he's that great of a coach. I mean, a lot of his success was probably due to Cam Newton being in yep. the prime of his career. Uh, and since then, he didn't really have much success after that. So, I just don't understand... I just don't think it's a great loss if you have to get rid of Ron Rivera as your head coach. I think you can find somebody else that can... Who? I don't know that's who, the, That's the
3: tough question is, can you truly Kansas find somebody City's, that be better? Kansas uh,
0: City's offensive coordinator has been looking for years. Huh? Hasn't got an opportunity. I think he would be a good hire.
3: Yeah,
2: that'd be something to do.
3: I just think Washington sets anybody up for failure.
2: Yeah, I would... I do agree with you saying that. This segment sponsored in part by Parsons Ford. Kent Parsons Ford and Martinsburg, they became number one by making you number one first. Go to ParsonsFord.com for more on their side of this break. Wrap things up. Talk MLB playoffs. The NL and ALDSs begin today. We'll talk about that when we wrap things up next on today's edition of the Sports Mix. Back at two minutes.
0: It's the excitement of NCAA Division II football on TV 10, featuring the Shepherd University Rams.
2: Looking deep. throws from Marlon Cook. He makes the catch on the other side of midfield. Marlon Cook is all by himself, and
1: he'll take it into
2: the end zone.
0: Join us on Saturday, October 15th, for Shepard's homecoming showdown with the Millersville Marauders. Kickoff is set for noon with pregame coverage beginning
1: at 1130 a.m. right here on Comcast Channel 10 and WRNR TV on YouTube.
2: To this Is final this segment of the Sports Makes brought to you in part by the mayor's group and the Mayor Prize Financial Advisors John Everson and Phil McQueen. Call Ameriprise Financial Services at 304 263 4343 or stop by their offices at 1270 Winchester Avenue in Martinsburg.
3: Didn't finish that chocolate early enough, did you?
2: I did. Uh, Nick or Nick brings up a point during the break Colin, there's some breaking apparently West Virginia news. Is this confirmed? Luke Creasy
3: retweeted it so. I didn't hear what he said, so... He needs the to... Alabama... Oh.
0: West Virginia's got a game with Alabama in twenty twenty Home and home! Yeah, I
3: saw home and home, so if Creasy retweeted it, it might be uh, something true. That'd be cool. Saban, if he's still coaching there for Bama, making a return to his home state, and obviously, hopefully WVU, uh is better by then so that they can actually compete with Alabama, who... It They're seems like they'll never drop off. So.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think it's a good opportunity for the fans, Mountaineer fans, you know, you get a big team at home. Uh the chances of WVU getting to the point by then that they can compete with Alabama, I don't I don't know.
2: Nick Saban making a return to his home state. Yeah, maybe he'll be coaching the Mountaineers though by then. <laughs> what? Yeah, I heard a rumor. You heard a rumor. I don't know how much I agree with they can't said afford rumor. That. That's true. They'd have to buy out his home contract.
0: Time, home, home team discount.
2: But they'd have to buy out his contract that he just signed to through 2029, right? Didn't he just sign through 2029? I don't know. Jimbo? Go get him. All right. MLB uh, playoffs. The NL and ALDSs begin today. Uh, we get baseball here in 10 minutes. Phillies and the Braves in LDS.
0: Why so early?
2: I don't know. I remember so in high that school. that you can watch all of them. I remember in high Everybody's school, working. we would try to watch them during school, and we'd always get so? in trouble.
0: Yeah, I, would, I did basketball. that with the Orioles.
2: Yeah, like the Nationals. I skipped school to go to like the Like the, Na- <laughs> the Nationals' first playoff run uh, in 2012. I was watching it during school on my phone. I almost got almost got detention for it.
3: I did that with March Madness, but no, I, I skipped school and went and watched the uh, 2014 game too. With the Delman-Young double.
2: Yeah, I remember watching (laughs) that in class, in math class. All right, well, we got the Phillies, Braves at 107, 337, Mariners and Astros, 737, Guardians and Yankees, 937, Padres and Dodgers. What are we looking forward to in the Game 1s of the NL and ALDSs?
3: Part of me's kind of pulling for the Padres just because two local ties, team-wise. Wise? Padres having... Wise? I know, I keep saying the word wise, okay? It, I, I don't know why. It's Juan Soto. Wise, right you're wise man, Colin. Thank Juan Soto. Wise. He's that who trying you're talking to about? Juan Soto and Manny Machado.
2: Yeah, that's true. But Trey Turner. Trey Turner. That's true. Okay, I've got an interesting take here. Do you remember last year when uh, Max Scherzer and Trey Turner were traded to the Dodgers? They were on a playoff run, and Nats weren't in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Who went to the game and watched it? Juan Soto. Juan Soto with uh That's his true. agent in a Trey Turner jersey. They're like best friends. Okay. They're playing Juan Soto each other. to the Dodgers, yeah. is what you're telling That us. happens. Next next year? Or after next year? Um Ten seconds, Nick. I don't know. I don't have anything really to say. Call in ten seconds.
3: Volleyball tonight. I was TV gonna do 10. that.
2: Any, any final thoughts? Volleyball tonight, TV 10, Martinsburg hosting, Hedgesville, 545 pregame, 6 p.m. JV, Varsity after 7 p.m. On the radio side, the Neil Brown Coaches Show, live from 6 to 8 p.m. And that'll do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. For Colin, Nick, I'm Spencer saying so long. We'll talk to you tomorrow.